When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend, the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali, to let you know you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. 
So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We've excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Since 2018, there's only been one program that brings you artists from around the world, both big and small, brings you the best in local talent, and hosts live events. Rock and Roll Union is all of that and more. With C.T. McManus, the lovely D, and new co-host Psycho Steve Preston, you're sure to get everything you need. So tune in Mondays at 6 p.m. for your one-stop shop for all things rock and roll. Rock and Roll Union, music worth fighting for. Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. Well, we were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resume. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here, you get ready to get nasty. 
Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is the sister, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at nine. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kazzy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. What's up? This is the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, and you're in the room with Brady Hicks. We're back, and we are on the air. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, right here live on VOCNation.com. you got to check us out. Check out all the great shows on the VOC Nation uh, Wrestling Library, and uh, we're going to have a good time tonight. I can feel it. I can feel it. It's going to be a good time. Uh, so I'm Brady Hicks. I've got with me the lovely Kathy Fitz. What's going on, Kathy? Hey, Brady, how you doing? And you're playing Stroh's favorite song. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm, I'm doing well. I, I am doing well. How was a night on the town or whatever they call it? What was that? Oh, National Night Out? Yeah, Night on the Town, I was, it was thinking. It was Night on the Town. It was very nice. Um, yeah. A lot of people were able to talk to the police officers, the firefighters first responders. It was a good time. It was a very good time. Thank you. Okay. You know, every time I have to talk to the police, it's not a good time. I, I'm only playing, of course. Oh. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what's going on? It, it's Stro- like a police squad with a siren running around. <laughs> <laughs> Stro Maestro, how you doing, my friend? Uh, great to be back. Uh, the highlight of the week. Great to yeah. see you guys. We're going to have a good time tonight. I can, I, I really can feel it. Uh, we have uh, Maniac Matt Grimm. Matt, how you doing, sir? I'm having a better week than Bray Wyatt is. Yeah. Oh, boy. Ooh. You know what? He yeah. might be having a good week, depending on how he felt. You know? We're, we're that, going to find out that's soon, true. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just I got a feeling. Um, I, I, but I definitely want to talk about him. We will. Uh, but before that, Ray Bogus is back. What's going on, Ray? You know, every time I've seen over the years, like, the big signs, big vinyl signs for the National Night Out, I've always thought, what a great night with you at criminal. Everything's gone from their home, the police are being <laughs> needed, and, needed and greeted. It seems like that would be 
prime burglaring night. That would be a night in for them. <laughs> that would be the night on the town. Yeah. Can you imagine being robbed and looking around at this Rich Flair taking your stuff out of the house and put it back to bed, fat boy? <laughs> well, now I can imagine it, now that he's not making that WWE money. Uh, by the way, I had no idea that Ric Flair was even under contract. I just thought that they were using him occasionally without a deal. That's what I always assumed. Uh, I mean, it's not like he's wrestling. I don't know. Kind of strange. The, uh, the Bray Wyatt thing, definitely a head-scratcher. Uh, Matt, I was saying, I was at a wrestling show and uh, when, when the news came in, and I said to somebody that this is the most shocked I've been since this underutilized wrestler named Cody Rhodes was released. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I think you know I'm not really – I wasn't really a huge fan of the way – of the fiend in general and the way the fiend was booked, but like I think that WWE missed their opportunity to really do something with him when he was his best gimmick was when he was the leader of the Wyatt family. Like when he first yes. debuted and he wore like he was wearing like, you know, that was the, the fedoras and like and the tropical mm-hmm. shirts and like the vignettes out in the woods. Like, like Yeah. The yeah, Jimmy that, Buffett that was, uh, tailgater, that guy. The Lantern. Yes. yes. Yeah. The Parrot Head. Parrot Head cult leader. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They had some great vignettes. They really did have great vignettes. Uh, right? I know you were a fan of Bray Wyatt. I, I, I thought he was very psychological in the beginning. And they definitely could have taken that a lot farther than they did. I think you're right. And Matt really hit it on the head that his best gimmick was right when he came in with Fedora and and really kind of doing a southern really doing kind of a southern gothic character where you know you know he comes out and there's all this tragedy around him and he's got to follow the firefly slogan. That that really I thought worked. And I thought there was look the scene was not built well and and for for whatever redeeming qualities that gimmick may or may not have had. I thought there was a very natural slide from the fiend back into the Bray Wyatt that we knew and loved. And, you know, I I hope that it doesn't become some also and that this, this becomes another time where we get to come on in two months, four months later and say, wow, look at this other piece of talent that WWE completely missed the boat on. Stro, what do you think? Bray Wyatt, huge loss for WWE, or uh, is this good for both parties at this point? Oh, I mean, absolutely, but I, I'm going agree with everyone that uh, he had something very special to the table that could have been directed the much, much better route. But uh, wherever he lands, I'm, I'm telling you, they got a gold mine with him. I, I, I heard a, a, an idea, Matt, on a, I think it was one of the message boards. Nobody does message boards anymore. I think it was like Facebook, like comments on something. Remember the message boards, Matt, in the day, back in the day? Oh, my God, I was such a troll on this. I really was. How uh, can I but, forget? Yeah. 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 
We used to have fun with them. I really did. Uh, yeah, but somebody was said something like they hope that Bray Wyatt goes on AEW and he comes out as himself and he says, no more gimmicks. WWE destroyed my gimmick. This is me. I, I'm Wyndham Rotunda. And I just thought, my God, I hope not. Like, that would be the dumbest idea. I, I hated when they did that with Wyndham back in the day. Like, you know, you invested so much yeah. time in this persona. You made him something, and then WCW brings him out, and they destroyed it in a matter of minutes, Matt. Uh, yeah, I mean, slight aside, I think he's better off in Impact or Japan than in AEW. I think he'd be a better fit in those places, but, I, like, no. Like, this was a dude who, like, I, the scene wasn't my cup of tea. I, I thought it was a little over the top and ridiculous, but I still have to give the guy credit for being as creative as he was. No, if he just comes out and says, like, I'm Wyndham Rotunda, it's like, well, you've stripped everything. And the gold dust example is fitting because it stripped away everything yeah. that was special about him as a performer, minus the in-ring ability stuff. And as we all know, in-ring ability doesn't count for everything. It's maybe 50% of the game, but you also need to have a compelling character. And when you strip gold dust of the character, then he just was instantly less interesting. So I, I wouldn't want to see that happen. Like, I don't care if he wants to go back to being the Bayou cult leader or come up with something else, but the guy's so creative. Let him, let him come up with something and let him run with it and see what he can do with it. I, I think there's a lot he can do. I really do. Uh, and I'm curious your thoughts as well. Uh, 914-338-1885. I, I do see we have a couple callers in the queue. I promise I'm going to get to you guys real soon. Just hang tight because uh, we're going to make time for everybody tonight. And I got a feeling we're going to get a couple more callers as the night goes on. That's a really good thing uh, because it injects some energy, you know, some life, some uh, vibrancy. Ray, does any of that resonate with you? Vibrancy with these callers? Um, life? Well, I mean, in, like in the sense that they're kind of like quartz crystal rocks, I suppose then in, the, in that sense there's, there's a vibration. Well, I, <laughs> I think this is, this is such a – this really is kind of the best for every you, – you would love to see him succeed in WWE because that's the platform, right? But this, this probably is best for Bray Wyatt and best for WWE. The company clearly doesn't know what to do with all the talent that it has. They have specifically not known how to use Bray Wyatt. Uh, I am with you guys as, as far as – what you would definitely not want to see him do. I don't want to hear him come out and say, I'm Wendell Rotunda. And it's not even necessarily that I think in and of itself that that's the worst idea. Because if you just wrote that idea out on paper and left the names blank for some generic, you know, second or third generation wrestler, the name really doesn't matter. It's not the worst. It's not the worst gimmick. It's not the worst storyline when you actually write it out. The problem is, and this is to a large degree what the problem with the Dustin Rhodes version of this was, is that that storyline, that that storyline, that character, that's not rooted in creativity, and that's not rooted in emotions and experiences that go into being able to be creative in that way. 
that storyline and that character is rooted in spite. And we have, we all saw how many times Jeff Jarrett fell flat on his face trying to make TNA work out of spite. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no, for sure. I, I do agree with that. I, I And for sure, it was like Vince Rizzo and, and Dustin Rhodes trying to send this message, and it was like, uh, if they had gone out there and, like, were literally like, this guy is on a mission and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Like, there, there are so many different ways they could have done it that I think it would have worked. But certainly, for me, Seven didn't resonate at all. Um, any of the stuff that he did, except when he was Gold Dust, and a little bit in AEW, but at this point, he's just like the grizzled veteran who's training everybody, and everybody loves him, and he's a great mentor. Uh, but yeah, no, for the longest time, it was Gold Dust or Bust for me. Uh, now, here's what's interesting, Matt. I, I was thinking about this last night. Um, so WWE, in the course of about a year, has released everybody in the Wyatt family. All four of them. Um, now, obviously, Brody's gone. But imagine the momentum of a company that signs those three. Just based on the fact of how beloved Brody was and the fact that these guys are all together reprising a very popular act, whether you put them in Japan, whether you put them in AEW, I don't know that Impact, to me, they almost feel too big for Impact. And I don't say that as a slight to Impact fans. Uh, but I just don't think they're that. They would have been great in Impact 10 years ago, for sure. I just don't see it right now. But imagine that act on another platform, all three of those guys, honoring Brody, doing this tribute with the Wyatt family again. Imagine yeah. the kind of traction that that could get. I, 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 it baffles I, me. It baffles me. I think, yeah, I mean, well, the reason I said Impact is just because Impact seems to be more willing to run with, you know, like supernatural and horror-type storylines than the other companies do. And I I think that might be well, that's true. a decent fit for him. But, but I mean, look, if, if, if one company signs all of them, I mean, Rowan maybe with an asterisk after his name, um, but certainly if you got – if you got Bray and you got Braun, then that's that's a big deal. I mean, it, it's not nothing. And I I don't know. I I kind of think that WWE's quest to make the balance sheets look good in the short term is going to come back to bite them in the long term. Oh, I I agree. I agree. Um, Ray, you look like you want to say something. I I definitely agree with that last one. I think this is going to bite them in the long term, although maybe not necessarily the way that we think or even the way that they might think when they're sitting there doing their own risk calculus. Mm -hmm. To me, if you're a company looking at these recently released people, I think you have to do sort of your own risk-reward kind of, I guess, mapping, risk-reward calculus, and then very, very carefully proceed. Because the reality is that if you sign any one of them, 
you sign any one of the Wyatt family, then yes, they're very talented, but you you've just signed a talented guy. And there's lots of talented guys. But once you sign two or three of them, there's only one end game. And the onus is on you to then not have that end result fall flat. So, yes, there's a lot of upside, but don't be surprised that if it develops at all, that it takes a while just because a smart company, a company that would be able to pull that off, whoever it is, is not just going to sign them and say go because that's a recipe for kind of the wheels coming off before you even get going. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think you're right. When you kind of settle into that mindset of, like, we're just going to recreate. I don't think it's ever good to just kind of, to just kind of, for nostalgia, it only works in short bursts, I guess is the best way to put it. So, like, any one of them would have value on their own, I think, especially in Japan, by the way. Huge, huge in Japan. Um, but to, the moment you put them together, it's like you're expecting them to pick up exactly where they left off. And there's a reason why that group did eventually fizzle, for sure. By the way, Matt, I'm not sure if you heard. I thought this was hilarious. WWE is continually reaching out to Braun Strowman, trying to sign him for half the money that he used to make before. I, I could be wrong here. But I believe they're still paying him his old contract, at least part of it, for releasing him early. And now they want to pay if him against that to come back. If you're Braun and you get that phone call, do you laugh in their face or do you get angry? <laughs> I guess it depends on what other offers he's got. We're going to find out soon. Yeah, I, and that, all that's assuming that he wants to continue wrestling at this point. Mm. I would think he cut his beard off already. That is a yeah. I mean, that is a big assumption. And the, the thing, I think you chuckle if you're wrong. Maybe I think there might be some anger there, but you start, I think you chuckle because WWE has. If that's true, what's happening is they've shown their hand. They need you more than you need them. Braun Strowman was around that company for a long time. If, as long as he is not a complete waterhead, you know he is certainly he'll be he's certainly okay financially. Yeah. I, no, I I think you I think you giggle and you say no. You're gonna let this run out and then. If I decide that I would like to come back to you at a time that I would like to come back, then we can talk. Otherwise, you chose this route. Yeah. And I don't see – I don't necessarily see – like, if they wanted to call him and say, look, we want to give you, like, you know, this base pay that's half, but – you know, here's we're going to do this push and this push and this push with you, and we're going to do this merchandise and this merchandise and this merchandise, and you get X cut, Y cut, and Z cut. Well, you know, I'm, 
I'm going to hear out. But yeah. No, like, from what, what, what the reports are, no, you laugh and you laugh and you happily ride off into the sunset and you expect this. This is this is the part that I think maybe like fans wouldn't want to hear. And truth be told, I actually wouldn't even blame Stro if he got on and told me no, this isn't right because I don't think that fans would ever want to hear any wrestler actually say this. I think at that point, what you do is you smile and you ride off into the sunset accepting that you might not ever wrestle again and that that's okay. You cheer the Malcolm voice. Well, wait, go ahead. Wait a minute here. Well, wait a minute. Okay. Um, but sometimes, you know, it is what it is that has to be the case. I mean, you look, look at Ron, for example. I mean, he's, let it be known, he. He's partially paralyzed in one of his legs. Is he? I didn't that, know that. That, that, just, that just came out. Wow. And so, um... Still making yeah. us all look stupid. So, yeah, I mean, so, um, sometimes, as much as we have the itch to do what we do, it's just like an adrenaline rush, just like any other uh, athlete that competes, that wants to compete as long as they can. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, life happens and we have to deal and to uh, be smart with the investment that we've made. So, I mean, uh, you know, in certain situations, if our body will let us, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all for, you know, extend as long as you can. But, you know, if you deal with certain things, then you know, we have to do what any smart human being would do and to uh, uh, collect our investment and uh, move on. And uh, make the best of life. So you uh, and I agree and, with and, that. and that's just not from a wrestling perspective. That's just from an athlete or, or any, any normal human being's perspective, as far as their you know looking at the big picture, their future is concerned. Well, sure, sure. I I, I do agree with that. I, I wasn't aware of that injury. I, I was under the impression that he wanted to continue to wrestle and make as much money as he could while he could. Um, again, I'm not in his head. I don't know. Uh, but if that's true about the injury, I could understand why, like, yeah, I'd be fine to just, like, like anybody that gives him a hard time about not wanting to wrestle moving forward or, or only taking the very, very, very biggest of paydays, I, they, they can go scratch. Who cares what they think? Like, you got to do what's best for you, brother. And, like, that's, if that's what it is, then that's what it is. Uh, you, you got to do as a... As Malcolm would say, doing the voice, you know, they they give you a call, you just say, I can't even do the voice, but like, ha, 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 you know, like Malcolm does when he makes them laugh, uh, 914-338-1885, uh, by the way, um, I, I saw that, uh, people were really, and I don't just say this because of my undying love and, and passion for the girl, Matt, but although that is a, Certainly worth noting, in case you didn't know. Uh, but people are giving Alexa Bliss a really hard time about this, as if, like, she chose to steal his gimmick. Uh, I'm talking about Bray Wyatt again, see how I jumped back there. Uh, so people coming out, coming after Alexa Bliss, as if she chose to steal Bray Wyatt's gimmick and get him released so that she could continue to do it unopposed. Um, I don't think that's how it went down. I'm just guessing. But with that said, it is kind of silly that you got somebody doing that gimmick, doing it so well. Why wouldn't you still have them together? It never made sense not to. 
I, I think if anybody actually believes that, then they don't really understand how WWE works as a company in that Alexa Bliss is not high enough on the totem pole to get anybody fired there. Um, I, I, look, even taking that out of it, are you going to tell me that back in September, like August of last year when this whole thing started, that they knew that they were going to fire or she knew that they were going to fire Braun in like, July of this it's year? Stupid. And this was like a grand conspiracy. Like, if you really believe that, I have some lovely oceanfront property in Arizona that I would love to sell you. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, you're right. I, you know, I was thinking about it, and um, you got all these wrestlers that have been released, and they're not all going to get signed by other companies. And a lot of the, the signings that they do aren't exclusive, like AEW people in New Japan, New Japan people on Impact, Impact people wrestling anywhere the hell they want. Um, it's not exclusive like it would be for WWE. If I'm that Saudi prince, Matt, and things are starting to open up again, you know, Maybe I think about just kind of starting my own little company with all these guys that got released. You could have a very good company. Who would want to work for them, though? <laughs> people that want money. I mean, uh, yeah, but these people also got basically held up in their country the last time they went. Yeah. Well, that's true. So, like, make an example that's to Vince true. McMahon. I, like, yeah. I, like, look, I'm sorry. Like, taking the politics out of it, like, anybody who's going over there has to understand the risks that are involved in being there and performing in that country. Okay. Well, well, I mean, you should, you shut me down. Performers, like, you have to. I mean, Matt, Matt is right. Like, you have to understand. Forget, forget <laughs> being a performer, like, like, no matter what your job is, if you're going over there, you have to understand the risks you are taking. There's a reason that the guys who work, you know, for BP and for Davis Energy and for Devin and, and you know, for for Sonoco and all these companies, there's a reason they make five times uh, the salary over here that they make when they're over there. And it's because that is a massive risk because even in the safe areas, you know, you, you, you know, if we, if we send Stroh over to, to compete in the, the inaugural VOC nation Saudi Arabia tour, you know, I want to get Bruce to start that. Stroh wears his hat the wrong way, and all of a sudden we're having to break him out of Qatar. Yeah. Don't don't worry, I won't pull a Vader. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, one one minute we'd be doing a wrestling show, the next minute, you know, Kathy and I are riding in on Rat Boy trying to rescue Brady from getting swamped. (laughs) <laughs> if that ever happens, pray for me, please. please, please. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're making it sound like it's worse than the fan levels in Mario 2. It is. I guess. I mean, yeah. they, they have cactuses Look, they murdered, that they murdered a journalist in a foreign embassy. Yeah. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Come on, that's pretty they bad. 
But the journalist wasn't making them any money. I think Braun Strowman would make them a lot of money. It's okay. Yeah, but I, what, I, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't want I know, to take a like break breaking one of their draconian no, laws. We're, we're letting Brady have this one. It's all about the money. Right? No, maybe not. Yep. Okay. That is exactly right. <laughs> uh, so similarly, uh, Rick Flair, I, 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 I did want to mention him kind of before we start to open up the lines for callers. So um, I, it feels like every couple of years we're saying that an era ended with Ric Flair. Ric Flair is gone from WWE. Uh, like I said, I didn't even know he was under contract. I just kind of thought that they give him a call like, hey, Rick, we got something for you. You want to come to Raw for a couple of weeks? Sure. And he comes and, like, that's what they do. Um, I didn't know he had any kind of a proper contract. I, I really had no idea. I just assumed it was just week to week, you know. Um, so to hear that, it is kind of sad. Like, I remember when Ric Flair jumped to the WWF the first time, Matt, and he had that uh, that career-ending match against um, Kurt Hennig, against Mr. Perfect. And I remember being so yep. devastated when he left WWF because I felt like there was so much more he could have done. He only basically worked with, like, a handful of the top guys – I just felt like there was, you know, if they're starting to turn toward a future, I thought Ric Flair was a great name to keep around to help continue to make names, much like he had made Bret Hart at that by that point. You know, it, it was yep. disappointing for me. And when he went back to WCW, yeah, I mean, he had a couple runs and he did the thing with Hogan. We got the match that we finally wanted with Hogan. Like for his career, staying in WWF probably would have been the right move at that time in 1993. That's how I always felt, and I still continue to say that. I don't. I can't think of any time that Ric Flair has left the WWE since that point. Any of the times that he's left, where I didn't say he's better off just being there, being around these people, and because nobody makes. He said it himself in the statement on the way up. Uh, nobody made him feel more like himself than when he was wrestling for Vince or or being or or on that show. Well, let me ask you this. If he sticks around in 1993, does he just get lost in the shuffle of, like, the new generation era? Or does the new generation era play out differently because he's there? I think it plays out differently. I I think he – well, I mean, I don't think he gets lost in the shuffle. I think he's in the mix, though, much like The Undertaker was in the mix. But, you know, picture the Flair and Sean matches that they would have had when Sean was just coming up. Uh, uh, not coming up, but just coming up as a singles guy, you know? Uh, you, I mean, obviously yeah. Taker was still there. Brett was still there. Um, if you ask Vito Santana, and I thought this was hilarious when he said it on this very show, he said that going into WrestleMania 9, like about six months before, they were trying to decide who they wanted to make their next star with Hogan gone, and it came down to Brett, Sean, and Tito, was what Tito said. And they decided Sean could have his day later on. So they went back and forth. And if you remember, there was actually a show in Spain, in Barcelona, huge Spanish audience, where Tito Santana pinned The Undertaker. It was the first time he lost cleanly in WWF up till that point. Um, so maybe that lends credence to what he was going to say. But imagine if Tito got a push, Tito and Ric Flair. 
there's a lot of different ways they could have gone with it. And maybe they wouldn't have needed to rely on hockey players and plumbers and skinners and MVPs and, and all these different pokey things that they did in 1994 and 1995. Imagine Owen and Flair, how great that would have been. But there's so many different ways they could have gone with it, I thought. Yeah, you've convinced me. It's kind of a shame it didn't happen. Yeah. All, all that, and we missed out on Hogan and Flair if uh, if he had stayed. We probably would have never gotten that. I think... The thing is, first off, I, I care less about... Rick Flair departures now because he's departed from that. Once or twice over the course of your career, it's just doing the best business. And you have a retirement match, he came back a couple times, he came back a couple times again and again and again. It's, it's hard to getting up for that. Uh, okay, yeah, he asked for his release. There's a joke there. Sorry. <laughs> uh, 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 Blue pill. I don't know. I mean, I... We're all the best to him, but I don't... This is not the same as Ric Flair announces his retirement and loses to Shawn Michaels. No. Which is not the same as, you know, because didn't, when, when he, he left a little while afterward, you know, his time has come and gone. I agree. I, I agree. Um, this isn't even as big as when he got Jim Ross fired for saying that he made virgins bleed. Not the same thing. You know, it's uh, but but it's still it's Rick freaking Flair, man. Like you mean to tell me? I I would rather Rick Flair be the GM of Raw than Adam Pierce. To be honest with you, he would have been an amazing GM. Like there's got to be something you can do with Rick Flair. Oh, I'm not saying I that. I think Rick Flair didn't like well, being embarrassed by Randy Orton week after week. Say that again. And I don't think he. I, I said I don't think he liked being bullied by Randy Orton on television. And I like how many more times can we see Ric Flair team up with his daughter only for her to turn on him and tell him to go away? That's happened like what three times in the past three years? Yeah, I don't want that. And I, I don't want that again. No, and I mean I think from his perspective, and I mean I'm I'm making an assumption here. But I'm sure he, you know, watches AEW and sees all of his old buddies having fun and sees himself getting beaten up on by Randy Orton on television and is just kind of thinking, why am I doing this? And and, and I'll kick it to you, Ray, because I know you were saying something, but uh, he's also got to be looking at AEW and thinking, well, Randy beat him up. And Randy beat him up. And Randy beat him up. They're all they all left for AEW. Everybody that Randy's taken out. Um, should Ric Flair be any different? 
I'm sure there's an element of that. I mean, look, nobody is going to get me to come on this show and say that I think, you know, for however long he was under contract, because apparently none of us knew, for however long he was under contract, that he was utilized the best way, because he wasn't. I mean, you're right, Brady. Ric Flair would be a great GM, because that character, that role, that's perfect. That is perfect for old legend that's been around forever. Yeah. That's perfect for him. You know, and, and, and they didn't use him right. And, you know, you know, they used to, you used to have commentator pairings on shows and then for the big shows, you know, you had Monsoon and Ventura. Or you had Monsoon and Heenan. And, you know, that was, that was you know, then let, let Ric Flair be the voice of your pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Do, something, do something dignified with him. For, look, he is not my favorite wrestler of all time. And talent-wise, obviously a question, but as far as just like who I prefer watching, he probably doesn't even make the top ten. That being said... I can think of very few people, if any, who are more important to modern wrestling history, and you can take the date, start date of that back, you know, to the 50s or 40s, as far as I'm concerned. I can't think of many, if any, people that are more important to the success of wrestling in our day and age than Ric Flair, and to use him the way that he did. Look, there might be some element of him looking at AEW and saying, man, all my friends are just having a good old time on AEW and I'm here miserable. And no one could fault him for that, but certainly I would I would hope, because if it's not, then I, then I think this might speak to his self-esteem. I would hope that there is also an element of I'm Ric Flair and because of who I am and what I did, for this industry and all of the people that are making their money off it now, I deserve better than this. 914-338-1885. So let's take a real quick commercial break on the other side. We'll talk some Ric Flair, lots of other interesting topics as well. And uh, we'll get to the callers. I see we got Granny, Malcolm, and uh, you as well. Again, 914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Frisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, 
and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VSC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrator's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Dangerous Danny Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. This is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Since 2018, there's only been one program that brings you artists from around the world, both big and small, brings you the best in local talent, and hosts live events. Rock and Roll Union is all of that and more. With C.T. McManus, the lovely D, and new co-host Psycho Steve Preston, you are sure to get everything you need. So tune in Mondays at 6 p.m. for your one-stop shop for all things rock and roll. Rock and Roll Union, music worth fighting for. Check out In The Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. 
Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could find? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here, yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready, nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio. This is the Slickster, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airlines cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major fads as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter, Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's W.
Man, I'll tell you, for those, somebody asked me this week what that easy streak comes from. We, we talked about it years ago, but that was that episode of Walking Dead with Negan where he's going around with the, with the nails coming out of the bat. <laughs> he's bossing everybody. Uh, 914, yeah, yeah as, as dog perfect, food. <laughs> perfect symbolism. Yeah, 914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. Uh, <laughs> first of all, uh, thoughts and prayers go out to the uh, Hamilton family. Of course, we lost Jody the Assassin this week. Uh, we also lost Brian Blair. I think we talked about that last week. Uh, so Brian Blair passes away. I'm sorry, Brian Blair's, Blair's son. Brett. Brett I reached Blair. out to Brian. Yeah, Brett. And, and uh, named after Brett Hart. Yeah. But still a very nice guy. Uh, in, uh, I'm only playing, of course. But, uh, yeah, no, so so I reached out to Brian, uh, thoughts and prayers, all that. Uh, and to all those guys. Uh, Jody was on Who's Slamming Who with me back in the day. And I, I know Stro and Kathy, you guys have both have uh, really great memories with him as well. Uh, anything, Kathy, that you wanted to uh, to mention or talk about? Well, you know, he's a legend in the business. And he was just a very, very great guy. Um, when I would go to WCW stuff and with Sherry Martell and she began doing her stuff, you know, he'd always be like, here, hon, sit here with me. And he let me sit there behind the table and watch everything and the monitors. And, you know, he's like, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? You know, and um, my thoughts and prayers just go out to Nick and uh, Mrs. Hamilton um, and the whole family. I just, you know, it's just so sad. It is sad. Astro, any any thoughts on Jody? Ah, what a tremendous human being in and out of the ring, always giving. He helped out so many in the business, including myself, um, with aside from guys like Dusty Rhodes and Pistol Watley uh, behind the scenes. Uh, he was he was another one that reached out and when he didn't really have to and gave me some great advice. And it's always just a pleasure to be around over the years. And um, He'll be uh, loved and respected forever, a lot of us in the wrestling family. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, So, uh, Area Code 412, I'm going to put you on in one second. You're first up uh, out of Pittsburgh, I believe. Uh, But before we kind of jump back in, Stro, what what do you got going on this week, man? Uh, Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, WCW Retro on com. We'll be discussing wrestling's funniest moments. So if you have a funny wrestling moment you'd like to, to share a call in. Too many. Thursday night, Thursday retro. Oh, right. It should be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. And this Friday, Friday night, I'm a hard sci-fi show, The Stroh Zone, at midnight Eastern Standard Time, on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash show the maestro. The feature will be the original version of The Blob. Yeah. Nice. Classic. Wow. I dated her in college, you know. <laughs> it was awful, Kathy. Like, I'd go to get up, and she'd just kind of like, Whoa, and like, you know, Stop. all over me. I had to shower for, like, Stop. three days. You're disgusting. Stop. Let's go, out to, uh, let's go out to Pittsburgh. We got area code 412. I can only assume that this is Britt Baker. What's going on? You're, you're on in the room. Uh, no, this is uh, David Marino, Tony Marino's son. Oh, how how you doing, David? Good. 
Good. I just wanted to, uh, I don't know if Bill's there, but I just wanted to thank him for the kind words. I finally seen it on the, the blog that he played a tape that he had of my dad from 1971. He did an Are you interview. Are no, it was Bill after that did a, a tape. Oh, Bill, Bill. I'm sorry, I thought you said Phil. I got you. No, Bill did. He did it with my uh, father back in 1971. And uh, when I got that off, he, oh, man. Me, he sent it to me about three years ago. I, I went and went to a wrestling movie with uh, Bill and a couple of his friends. And uh, he sent it to my okay. phone. And then I went to Tampa. I played it for my dad, and he was, uh, he was like, uh, impressed at I bet he loved uh, he, it. He yeah, enjoyed it. it was, was a great uh, guy. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But I uh, just wanted to, like I said, just thank him for the kind words, and uh, everybody appreciates it on this end. And we did lose a great guy, a great father, but uh, yeah, he loved the wrestling business and uh, a lot of great stories. But that's for another time. I'm a. Uh... I, I'm so sorry for your loss, and I, and I wish Bill was on the line with us, but he's not. Uh, but, I, I mean, just kind of growing up, having a wrestler for a father, what was that experience like? Like, I can only imagine how wild it was. Yeah, it was uh, It was kind of interesting because we were uh, close to the San Martino, so David is about okay. uh, about three months older than me, and he, uh, he wrestled for his high school. I wrestled for my high school, so the pressure of your dad being a professional wrestler, you know, you better show up as a, as an amateur wrestler, I should say. So that a little bit of pressure. Yeah. A funny story is uh, when I was in maybe sixth grade, uh, I always used to get asked by certain kids saying, well, why is your last name Marino when it should be West? Cause they always considered my dad as Adam West from the back. I said, he's not the Batman on TV. <laughs> He's a wrestler. <laughs> well, that was, uh, that yeah. was always interesting conversations. But the best part of being a, a wrestler's son is getting in that locker room. Uh, some great stories. I'll give you a real quick one, though, that was very, very interesting. My dad wrestled for Bill up there as the Sheik in Detroit back in the day. And he was a tag oh team God. champion with uh, Bobo Brazil. Yeah. So every time we'd go, you know, it's the same routine, pull up, take his luggage into the back room, say hey to all the guys. Well, this time we pull up. Yeah, yeah. And my dad says, don't leave the locker room. And I said, what are you talking about? He goes, just trust me, don't leave the locker room. Well, the reason why I couldn't leave the locker room is because they decided to have my dad be a turncoat. So I'm thinking, and when we got in the car and I'm saying, you turned on Bobo Brazil, in Detroit. You couldn't do it in Pittsburgh or Columbus, Ohio. You had to do it in the town's <laughs> lovely side. We had to have Sounds police escort. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. crazy. We were leaving a, uh, I don't know if you know Studio Wrestling in Pittsburgh. We were leaving a show one time, and Lou Obama okay. come pounding on the cars. We were coming out of the driveway of the studio, and he said, hey, they called my dad Dino. They said, hey, Dino, you know, can you give me a ride to the airport? And my dad would all we're talking about a half hour of the drive so people would follow us. So that was another interesting story. And my dad fell back and got him in the car. Luna just poured into this guy. About a, once he found out that uh, my dad took one step, back then they were called the Sicilian, so he had Lou O'Banion in the back of the car. Oh, wow. 
you um you obviously I was just going to say, like, you obviously, you grew up very comfortable around the wrestlers. Was there anybody in particular that just you weren't so comfortable around? Maybe scared you or, or maybe just somebody that you preferred not to uh, not to be near? Um, well, the Sheik used to play a lot of games on me. It's like my dad would do an interview for a promo for a match. And uh, the sheep would come over with his snake and try to scare me. Uh, but now I wasn't that. The only one that was intimidating because the way I looked at it growing up, you know, from a baby all the way up until, you know, 17, 18, is um, mm-hmm. I would always look at my dad when he'd introduce me to Peyton Salas or, you know, and Bruno was a big guy too. So always being around Bruno, Victor Barrera, and all those guys. Uh, the. the Gito, those guys were pretty good. But uh, anyway, um, the only person that intimidated me, we went to Montreal one time, and we went up into the Scott Bar. And we opened up the door, and there's this, like, big mass of human flesh looking out the window. And we're talking, like, 1971 or 72. And my dad walks in, and he said, boy, I want you to meet somebody. And this guy turns around. And he was, like, the biggest guy I've ever seen in my life. And then I looked at my dad, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to be safe here. It was Andre the Giant. Wow. So he me, but he's talking That's to him cool. like, he's like, hey, boy, I want you to meet somebody. You know what I mean? Like, my dad yeah. was, like, a little guy compared to, you know, Andre. And Andre is super nice. But, man, he shook my hand, and I'm like, where did my hand go? I like he. I was like I didn't have a hand when he shook it. I'm like, where'd it go? It consumed your arm. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. So that would be that's the, crazy. That would be the only one that intimidated me. Any other guy? No, because no, I was. I've, I've been in a locker room since I was like ten. So yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's not that one meeting him. It's like, yeah, I don't think my dad can protect us from this. Well, I mean, we definitely remember your dad, and, and thank you so much for calling in. It really kind of brought back a lot of memories for me as a fan kind of growing up and hearing some of these names that people just don't talk to anymore. But please, like, please call in in the future, brother. Like, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, I can call in. What are you guys on? Every yeah, Tuesday we're night. here every Tuesday night, so. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and I just uh, – I'll be down here. I'm going to try to see if I can – Hook up with the Killer B, and uh, he did a lot of stuff for my dad down here in Tampa. So I wanted to go see Brian and uh, give my Very condolences nice. about his son. But uh, well, yeah, if I'll you give see you Brian. Call. Tell him we said hi. Yeah, I'll definitely see him either tomorrow. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, yeah, you. please call in again. Like I said, we're here every Tuesday, man. I'm Brady. All right, all right, all right. I'm Dave, right. and I'll uh, I'll definitely contact you guys, and I'll come up with some good stories for you. A lot of lot of Dusty Road stories Sweet. that you'll be in today. All right, we'll talk Great. to you. Thank Have you so day. much, David. Take care. Be okay. safe, my Take friend. Care. All right. That was pretty cool. I like getting. I was waiting. I was waiting for that to be a prank. That's usually what we get. They get so far into the story. Stro, you know that when you had that interview last yeah. year, and like they get into this whole story about like being backstage, and then it turns dirty. That's yeah. what I was expecting. He restored my faith. What, what I can't stress enough 
to the rest of the callers. Oh no! You don't have to call in. You don't have to call in with backstage stories, but please note that 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 call was both a interesting and b actually talked about things, which I can't I cannot stress enough. It's extremely yeah. important uh, in radio. <laughs> But when, when you call in, you should have a thing to say. Now, with Malcolm, we don't have that problem. He, he, he's got plenty to say. But sometimes... He needs less to say. Now I'm only playing Malcolm. Sometimes we have people call in who it would be wise if maybe they would like bullet point down some things to talk about. Remember, they called us, Brady. They but called I- us. Well, here's what we do. Here's what we do uh, just to make it easier on you guys. And, Granny, you're up next. Uh, we have topics. We, we introduce stuff. We, we get the juices flowing, the, the hubba-bubba for your brain, if you will. You remember you, you chew that stuff, and it's, like, and it's like the taste is gone after about 10 seconds, but then you just have, like, literally this blob in your mouth that you can't get rid of. That's what our discussions are in a way. Right? Ah, 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 blob. That's what our, There's that's the word. That's yeah. A, Sicker word, blob. Blob. Chew hubba bubba. Uh, my, <laughs> my, uh, my two bite and then the flavor is going to. I always like fruit stripe. Fruit stripe? Is that the yellow one? Yeah, with the. No, that was, that's juicy fruit. Juicy fruit. fruit. Uh, yeah, fruit stripe had the zebra on it and they were different flavors and then the rest okay. of that's a good one. That's a good one. I, I was a hubba bubba guy because they came in the little cubes as opposed to like the sticks. You know, I guess yeah. I just liked them. Probably because I was short and chunky, not long and thin. Good baseball, good stuff. Good stuff. Big league. Big league. Big league. Too, right? What was the other one? The peppermint <laughs> one. It, it tasted like you were. Uh, it tasted like you were chewing like peppermint. Fi- not peppermint. Cinnamon fire. It was um. Was that Trident? Big Red. Great commercials. Big Red, yes. Terrible gum. Great commercials, (laughs) terrible gum. What about the the Wrigley Spearmint that came in that really old-looking white wrapper with the the dark green arrow on it? Yes. My dad chews them. I forget what they're called, but my dad has – he always has – you know my dad's always going to have gum and pens in his pocket. That's just how he is. You know, he never runs out of, like, he never writes anything, but he always has a pen, and he always chews gum, but not really. Uh, let's go to Granny. What What's going on? You know what, Granny? Actually, hold on one second, because I forgot to introduce the topic. You're up first. Uh, so Chris Jericho wrestled Nick Gage last week on, on, on um what's that show? Uh, a- AEW Nitro. Um, no, um, Dynamite. Dynamite. <laughs> gang God. Wars. AEW Gang Wars. So Jericho needed his gang. <laughs> we saw a pizza cutter. We saw all kinds of like nutso stuff. Uh, by the way, Domino's, who's a sponsor for AEW, highly upset about the uh, pizza cutter gimmick. As they should be. And we, we were talking about this off air, <laughs> and then I got so worked up about it that you you told me, you united me. We're not on the air. Here's the thing. Right. Uh, I don't. I don't. First off, I don't understand why Chris Jericho even like remotely thought about agreeing to this, much less actually agreeing to it because he has a million dollars and absolutely and, and everyone who is 
even remotely not insane, was going to watch that and say, why are you doing this? We've had, this is not going to make us respect you anymore, and you turning this down is not going to make us respect you any less. Here's the, you know, I see the life of me, and Brady, you mentioned this, the idea that, that somehow getting caught by Nick Gage has become this badge of honor. Nick Gage is a, Nick Gage is a moron. And, and he has absolutely nothing redeemable. He brings absolutely nothing redeemable to the ring. <laughs> Taking big, powerful spots or places where you know there's a real chance of being hurt to create powerful visual effects and tell a story is one thing. Being willing to let someone cut you on screen, that used to be called a mental health. And we need to go back to doing that. There is no, there is nothing redeemable about having a broken light bulb shoved into your face. And mm. not only should Chris Jericho be, frankly, be embarrassed of allowing uh, that to happen. Or Uncle, Fe- Uncle Fester, right? <laughs> right. Not it's only should Chris be embarrassed of allowing that to happen on screen. But Nick Gage, AEW should be embarrassed for allowing him in the building, for allowing him outside the building. Because when people who conduct themselves in the manner that Nick Gage normally conducts himself are outside places of business, typically speaking, they are escorted away. <laughs> but no, not AEW. They let him in. It's, just, it's, 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 it's frustrating to watch. God, it's just that those matches are so useless and stupid, and I hate them. <laughs> All right, Granny, what's going on tonight? I've been a while since you called in. How you doing tonight? Well, I'm okay. How's everybody doing? So Doing good. We're doing actually... good. I feel like I got placed by a pizza cutter. <laughs> well, my husband and my son and I are actually in Port Charlotte, Florida, visiting my husband's sisters. His one sister has oh, leukemia, and she wanted okay. to see us. So we came down Monday, yesterday, and we'll be going back to Arkansas on Friday. Now, how far are you from Orlando? Are you near Dustin? Uh, I think we're about close, probably four hours from Orlando, because we're in Port Charlotte. Okay. So you're practically so, next door. Well, <laughs> give or take a few, so. <laughs> Hi, yeah, Stro, how are you? I, I would take a few. So. Uh, Stro, she asked how you're doing. Oh, okay. I, I was talking. I was talking. <laughs> Uh, hey, hey, Granny, how's it going? Good. So, but we're having a nice visit. That's good. So, you know, I mean, his sister's doing okay right now. She gets just really tired from the chemo, and she's not really a good candidate for um, a, like a bone marrow transplant or a stem cell pr- transplant or anything. But right now, she's doing okay. So, okay. Well, we'll definitely be praying for. Her. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, I guess that's taken up a lot of your time recently. Yeah, well, I went for to see my mom last weekend and went to my 41st high school class reunion, and then we came down here. And 41st, then I wow. have, and then I have my I state just have convention my in Little Rock. And I have my state Sorry. convention in Little Rock for um, mm-hmm, the Moose mm-hmm. Lodge on the third weekend in August. Mm-hmm. So. And then the 29th of this month is my mm-hmm. birthday, so I've been pretty busy. Oh, happy birthday. I hope Thank we talk to you before then. Hold on. Hold on. Did you just say the 49th of this month is your birthday? 
It was my 41st high school class reunion. Yes. Oh, so how Which old would make that you make someone that attended school with you? 41. So that's uh, your 16 years. So well, you graduated I, in 1980. I'll, I'll be, 1980, yeah, right? I'll, yeah, wow. I'll be 59 on my birthday, Ray. 69? 59. 59. Okay, I had the horn ready, but I didn't just didn't get it off in time. Wow. I uh. Wow. So then, Granny graduated early. Sarah graduated in 1980. Well, I was 17 I, when I'm I graduated. Just you were how old? 16. 17. Seventeen. Oh, I was going to say, all right, Doogie yeah, Hauser. Yeah, so she graduated about a year early. Yeah, well, I so think no. Well, no, no, Ray, because I well, graduated in May. Math on that. Okay, yeah. I graduated in May, May 20th of 1980, and my birthday is in August, so I would have been 18 in August. Of oh, you were one of the weird birthday cutoffs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, when you're born in the summer, you're a weird birthday cutoff. I was born well, in February, so yeah. Well, the thing but is, Brady, it's not for your prom date. Sorry. What were you saying? Well, because my dad graduated. The only reason I knew is because my dad graduated in '79. Yeah. Like, you got to remember, back in 1979, 1980, like, like back, like, like they didn't always necessarily let you finish school. Sometimes they just kicked you out to the ice flow and said, go get another chunk of mastodon for the community. And that's just, that's just how it was. Well, that was more in, like, Russia, wasn't it? No, it was here, too. Okay. Okay. Well, Granny, I mean, that's pretty cool. We both had a reunion in the same year. I had my 25th, and you had your 41st. Do you guys mm-hmm. have one well, every year? Well, no, about every five years. Oh, we, did, we were supposed I know. to have it. They pushed it back. We were supposed to have it gotcha. last year, because, yeah. but because of COVID, we had to cancel I it. I got gotcha. you. So. How are you feeling, by the way? Are you doing okay? You don't have the Delta lady, yeah, do you? Yeah, I'm, I, no, I, I'm okay. I mean, I've had just some other things going on and, you know, trying to help my son with some things and, I've just been, like I said, I've been really busy, so um, it's just things have been a little crazy, but, you know, it's it's okay. Have you gone to any wrestling shows? Turned heel on anybody? Uh, Anything? I haven't turned heel. I have not turned heel, and I'm not going to turn heel, Brady, <laughs> so don't even go there, okay? I, you know, I but I have been to some wrestling shows lately. Um, I haven't mm-hmm. been to the one, I haven't mm-hmm. been to Wrestling for Cause and Oklahoma lately because just <laughs> I'm doing other things when their shows are scheduled. So gotcha, gotcha. So did you watch AEW this week with the pizza cutter? No, I made me hungry. I didn't get to, I, I didn't, I didn't get to see it because, like I said, one of red house, pie. The house that we're staying here in Florida, um, mm-hmm. it's his, my husband's mm-hmm. sister's mm-hmm. house, and um, we're just staying over here because she's got um, her one other sister from Iowa that's visiting too. So her house, her other house is kind of full. So we're staying, 
Anthony and David and I are staying over here. We don't have a TV over here, so but we're good. That's just lit. Mr. Act Two. You don't. You don't need a TV to have a good time. No, we went swimming. They actually have. They actually have a swimming pool over here at this house that we're staying in, and uh, we actually all three of us went swimming at six o'clock this morning. Did it? So it had water. Yeah. Was it like? Do they? Do they treat it? Because like I, my friend had a pool. And they yeah, didn't like, treat they it. it like it was. It was really great. It was really great, Granny. Like in May, you want to go swim, and like it's great. It's nice, fresh water, not all that chlorine. But by like the end of May, it really sucked because it would just well, turn no, black. It, and sometimes we would catch know, fish it, from the stream and put them in it. I'm not even kidding. And the fish would get really big because of the algae. And then, like at the end of the year, when they go to drain it out, they have like a six foot carp in their pool. <laughs> Well, it, it was a it was a nice it, it's a nice pool, and we all went swimming at six o'clock this morning. So, wasn't it dark out? Oh yeah, but it's screened in, and it's got a it's you know okay. it's screened in and and everything. So it was the moon was up. It was just kind of nice. We were all up early. We and we just decided the to go get dry? in the pool. So, hmm. Like a big big that's the morning. That's the Nick Gage, eh? Uh, so, but we oh, it, it, we're having we're having a nice time. So, have you have you seen any alligators? Not yet. No, I know but why you don't call in. That, I like well, to make jokes. But. Well, there. I think we're gonna go do a little sightseeing tomorrow. Um, okay. We're gonna go driving around, do some sightseeing tomorrow. But there is a canal. Alligators um, are expensive, by, you know. Oh, I know. I they know. Cost an arm there, and a leg. Is, there is a canal. Oh, Brady. There is a canal on the, the other dentist? side of the fence where I think there might be some alligators <laughs> out in that canal behind on the other Let side of the fence. Let me down, Rocky. Let me down, Rocky. So, well, that sounds like that'll be hello. fun. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Granny. Mm-hmm. Well,. It was great talking to you, Granny. We we did miss you, believe you it or all. not. Yeah, we only make I, jokes with those that we love. Oh, I know, I know. And yeah, I'm used to getting teased and picked on by my husband and my son. So you guys are I no wasn't. exception, Brady. Trust That's me. Exception. <laughs> you guys are no exception you, to the rule. I love we love you hey, all stay, too. So stay safe, and I'll be praying for your uh, sister-in-law. Oh, I oh, appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. All right. Love you. All right. So that was the Granny Hulkster. Granny Hulkster. I want to, like, I want to start a feud in the, like, the, the wrestling promotion that she was by. I want to start a feud with Granny in it. That'd be amazing. to film it. Oh, we would. And, the, like, like, I want... Frankly, I would want I would want Stro to be the one doing it. Like, like I I could I could be the manager, and and then Stro could just like rip heads off dolls that look like Granny. Would you Would you dress like make... Mr. Fuji? That would be amazing. Um, I don't know if I would do the hat. <laughs> but the hat's the best part. Oh, okay, you would do like Yokozuna, have... Mr. Fuji, like a kimono. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking, 
tuxedo suit, but with the giant uh, ethnic rice paddy hat. Oh, okay. All right. Like Matt said, I used to wear. Yeah. And then I, I got a huge cigar that, I, that I'm smoking while I'm cutting the promos on green. That's cool. That would be cool. And uh, you could introduce, you know how they have like the IWTV title. We could have a VOC Nation title. Ooh. And then you could right. challenge Granny, and Granny could end up going over and winning it. <laughs> I'm not against this. <laughs> we'll have to talk with that promoter. I think it's called Super like Crazy, show, which is the same company as around here. Like I show up and I show up, yeah. I just like making fun of the kids. Like go to hell, you little bastard! No, little Granny's gonna lose. <laughs> By the way, I made an off-color joke with Granny. I'm glad she didn't hear it. I apologize. I I shouldn't have said it. Uh, sometimes. The pressure of just trying to be funny all the time just gets to you. Just drives you bonkers. So I apologize to anybody that was offended. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I thought we had Malcolm up next, but it's actually uh, it's actually Mike. <laughs> What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? I miss you. Brother. As everybody else hey, drones I, but me. Hi, I miss you, brother. I miss Strode. Oh, Jackie. you're the man. And this happy guy. birthday to Granny. Happy 29th of Granny, because my mom's is the 28th. Uh, Brady, this is my last show because I'm a pastor now. Um, I I'm with the work with the church, so I won't be able to call anymore because weeknights I'm going to be tied up with the church. So I apologize about that. But uh, oh no, I, forgive me for in the past I I've done some bad things. I I apologize. I my eyes went the wrong way. My heart went the wrong way. I, I started falling for these, you know, things that aren't right, you know, with God. So I have to get my heart right, get my eyes in the right place, and um, I'm walking in, I have to walk a new life, you know, being a pastor. So uh, you're always going to be, you're always going to be in my, in my uh, prayers. You're always going to, I'll always be with you. I'm on Facebook. You can always uh, look me up there. Um, I like your picture the other day you put on there first, the one with the glasses. You look real good, brother. You look great. Thank you, man. And, uh, Thank you. They were and the sexy. one with your long hair, the one with your long hair reminds me of high school. The <laughs> long hair and mustache, yeah. Yeah, you look good, man. You, you remind me of myself. Thank you. High school. <laughs> Thank you. I look like um, Eddie Guerrero, kind of. Yeah, you kind of. You kind of do. A um, little bit. A little Christmas, bit. Uh, I just want to say, well, you forget, I forget sometimes what I'm going to say, <laughs> but I just want to say, when I come back and see you next year, we got to go to a hockey game. I've never been to a hockey game, so you got to treat me to a hockey game, and it'd be fun yes. just going with you. And uh, Yes, and Mike, I, you know, I, I don't have anything on the horizon, but with my new job, they're going to send yeah. me to travel, so I would imagine that San Francisco, San Jose would be an area that I'll probably go from time to time. So we'll have to oh, definitely get so. together if you, if, if I do. Yeah. You're, um, you're a, you're, for sure. You're like a brother. You and Stro, and when I go to the gym, I, I think of you and Stro when I'm at the gym. Because I, uh, I just well, geez, you don't want to think of me at the gym. <laughs> well, I think of Stro. I work out <laughs> Run harder. Don't want to be like him. <laughs> Papa, do you work out? Do you do you do the machine weights or do you do the free weights? 
I do both, and then I do the yoga and you know CrossFit and everything. What, what do you bench, brother? Oh, I don't. Oh, 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 what do I, what do I bet? Yeah. Oh, I, last time, Max, uh, it was like five eighty something. Oh my God! Don't mess with him, wow. Mike. Oh, it, it, it was like, of course, I had a spotter and everything, of course. But you know, I, oh, wow. that, I, I go and I get so the cool. little five and ten pound ones, you know, and I act all tough. Yeah, that's me. But uh, that, no lie, Mike, no lie. When I got a gym membership, it was with my ex girlfriend, and I used to go with her. But I would hide in the <laughs> locker room, and I would just sit. Sometimes I would just sit on the toilet for an hour because, like, I just didn't want to go out there. Yeah. I, I would just do it to you. get away. Just have some time to myself. Yeah. The gym bathroom. <laughs> and then they had pizza days and bagel days. I actually gained weight because there was a great pizza place next door. It was awful. Oh, Every time yeah. I went to the gym, yeah. I would gain weight. That's me. I I got to have my fast food once I can't stay away from fast food sometimes. That's, uh, you know. And it, I know. I, gain I know. <laughs> It's called a cheat day for a reason because the next day you reset and can do it again. Yeah. Of course. It's a bad habit. That's the best logic I've ever heard. <laughs> Mike, I am going to miss you, brother. I, I hope that sometimes there's a case where you're not praying and oh, I'll still be able to call okay. in. When I, when I get a chance, I'll call in. I'll be working with the church a lot. I, I just have to okay. Brady, I was doing I Forgive me. I, I don't want you to think I'm a... Uh, square or anything, but I have to follow God's procedure, you know. I, and we've got your mom. We have you and your mom on the prayer list, uh, Papa Stro. My mom Jackie. is doing a lot better, by the way. So your prayers definitely helped. Praise God. That's that's beautiful. She started out with this hole in her leg from where they extracted the cancer, Mike. It was the size oh. of a half dollar. Now it's the size of a dime, and it's all filled in. It looks See, great, Mike. Uh, Mike, what's it? What? What's your favorite Bible book, by the way? Oh, I had a coloring Bible book. It was great. Oh, I'll tell you my favorite. My favorite verse is. uh, I'll teach you something. Go to Psalm one. Go. You got to go. You got to use a King James Bible. Go to Psalms one eighteen eight. It's the very middle verse of the Bible. Now there's fourteen words. The two words in the center of the Bible are the Lord. Okay. The Bible's all about mm-hmm. the Lord. Uh, a lot of people don't know God. Never picked Jesus up on Christ. that. He came down in the flesh as as human to die for us, and they're three in one: the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And they're all three in one. We don't know. We don't know how they do it. But one day when we get up there, we'll understand. We don't understand now, but take the triple threat. When we get up there, we'll have brand new bodies. You know, it's like. This is just our earthly body. When this dissolves, I hope my body looks better. It will. It will. We'll all be young up there. You know, there's no, there's no old. There's no dying. There's no sickness. There's no pain. Sin cannot enter heaven. That's why. That's why your clothes stay here when you die. When the rapture hits, have you ever seen those movies Left Behind where their clothes are still, their clothes are on the ground? Any documentary? That's like somebody I dated in college. They just disappeared without their clothes. See, God can't, nothing from earth can enter heaven. It, it, see, God what about me? Dust and, <laughs> no, we'll all. I'm from earth. We'll all, we'll all, we'll all, we can't take anything from earth 
anything from this earth up to heaven, you know, because when we stand before the judgment, we stand before an almighty, powerful God one day. We're not going to stand before an old man, grandpa, you know, it, or, or a lot of people. That's what I'm picturing. Yeah, and look at, look at how we're controlled right now. We're controlled by everybody has to wear a mask. Everybody has to do this. Um, we live in a communist society where we're controlled by, we're not, we don't have freedom anymore. We used to have a, a country that we had freedom and stuff. We don't have that. We're being told if you get vaccinated, you don't have to wear the mask. Now you have to wear the I'm mask. Again. A lot of people don't know what's going on. Now, Mike, you know, if I get vaccinated, do I get denied entry to heaven? What's that? No, but the vaccine. Yeah, can I deny entry to heaven? No, you can just can't bring one... the vaccine with you. No. Can I ask you one question, Ray? If you died today, where would you spend eternity? Can you answer that? Oh, uh, so um, I think I would be going to hell. But um, well, I have been told why, that because uh, I'm not a particularly <laughs> good or nice person. Um, I have been no, told that uh, there's going to be. I've been told there's going to be people sent for me, and that they're going to bring me up and vouch for me, and that that that's going to get me up. Uh, sent for you? I thought you meant like in Ghost when they dragged them away, the demons. That's what I thought. No, you no meant. They, they, okay. that's all well, a myth. I, I, I'll pray. I'll pray for you, brother. But um, what about one day we're going to stand what before God? And sorry, see like, if like I expect I'll be haunting a house someday. <laughs> um, no, I, I'll pray for Ray. He doesn't understand what's going on. Um, God bless his soul. I, you know, but I don't. I don't know. Don't, God bless his soul, though. Um, I mean, one day I, he'll. I appreciate out. it, but I, uh, I've never met Ray, so. God, I think he's a great God, guy. God Hopefully this year. Tonight, but I, but I do appreciate it. Yeah, uh, you're a wonderful guy, Ray, and. And my my prayers are with you. And I, uh, a lot of people just don't understand right now, but we will one day. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's crazy. But look at what's well, going on in the earth. Look at all the confusion. And the what's the what's the worst racist word you can use on the earth? It's not the N word. What is it? The worst what? Word? The worst race word. The worst racial word you can use on earth. It's not the N word. Racist? Racist? Racist. It's used all the time. Uh, People don't realize it. White. Uh, It starts with a J. Jesus Christ and God blank. You know, people use that all the time, but they don't realize. I mean, would you use your father's name in vain? I mean, uh, think about how God feels when his son's name is being used in vain. You know, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Jesus was a Jewish carpenter. Yeah. I got I, mean, I don't even disagree with that, but also I used my own dad's name in vain yesterday when I was on the phone. Yeah, I, I, I did too. Be, I'm trying not I to. Not be, I, I mean, yeah, I try not to, but like I actually, I actually, I actually tried figuring out how to use his name as a racial slur. Mike, uh, that's hard. I was just so mad at him. Mike, let that's me hard, ask you. I was watching a documentary the other day. Where do you think Jesus sure. went in the years in between? when they found him in the temple and when he like kind of surfaced again around the age of 30. So you're talking like 18 years. Uh, the, uh, the, the theory that I heard was that he traveled to India and met with uh, Buddha. 
No, he never did. Jesus Christ. He never Jesus did. Christ okay. Witnessed, he was a witness. He was brought. He was born of a virgin. He's God in the flesh. He came down as the word in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And the word was good. It, John 1, 1 through 3. That's We know that. We know that we have. God watched God did that. Look at that George Floyd statue. Did you hear about that? How that broke in a million pieces? God came down with a lightning no. bolt and struck it down. God, I didn't God, hear that. Well, yeah, go on. Uh, go on. You know, yeah, go on YouTube. Ask, look for the George Floyd. George, is it George Floyd? I can't pronounce it. Uh, it's look George for the Floyd, statue. yeah. But God came, God destroyed that thing. Now, now oh, somebody wow. didn't come around. And How just, did God did it? Well, nobody else did. Nobody else did. Nobody I mean, lightning, did. like, like there are people See, that God get did. hit by lightning. Does that mean that God killed them? No, yes. God doesn't do that. But when he's, he's had so much, see, that's, they're, they're worshiping like an idol. God, God uh-huh. is a jealous God. When he sees that stuff, oh. once in a while. That's why I don't keep while, physical cash on me. <laughs> he wouldn't do that to you, Brady. He doesn't do that to everybody. Thank you. Thank you again. When he's angry. Yeah, I know. actually want him to. <laughs> uh, but we only yeah, play guys, around, Mike. I know you do. You guys are fantastic. Um. I, I miss the yeah, time Mike. at church. Yeah. You, yeah. you please do. We need every prayer for sure. Oh, you got it, brother. You're the you man, Mike. You're the man. Brother, um, so I I wrote, so I have the number that you called in with tonight. Is that your cell phone? That's my cell phone, my only number. If you ever get in trouble, you ever need a prayer, just call that number. I'm always there, okay? Oh, brother. Uh, you got it. You got it. You text, Mike? Yeah. You're no, I don't have that. I'm old fashioned. <laughs> okay, you're old school. You're like yeah. Yahweh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when I do the prayer, when I do the prayer tomorrow night, I, they have me do the prayer on the pulpit. Yeah, you, you. I always think of you and Stro and Kathy and Ray, and you guys are well, always be you. my friends. You'll be thank there you. with Mike, me. I'm going to save your number. And, and that you way I'll it. have it in case, uh, especially if you're not calling in every week. Um, that yeah, way I'll have it in I, case we ever need to get a hold of you or vice versa. Uh, I'll yeah, give you a and, call or something prayers, so that you have mine. And my prayers are with the Blair family and uh, yes. the other one you mentioned that passed away. Sure. Yeah, uh, the Hamiltons. But, okay, okay. I'll, I'll put them on the prayer yeah. list. But God Thank bless you, you guys. You guys are awesome. God bless you. I will call in when I get a chance, okay? That's great. That's great. And Mike, definitely do, Mike. Mike. Okay. Before yeah. you go, I can love God, but we still love yeah. Alexa Bliss. Yeah, I, I have to state, I, I love her as a person. Don't get me wrong, but I, she's mm-hmm. a great girl. Well, how else I, would you love her? her? I heard her when she said her mom a long time ago had her. She sang that song, "Jesus Loves the Little Children of the World." And uh, yeah. that's what kind of caught me, you know. And I got caught up in looking at women, half-naked women, this and that. But I got to train my eyes to do the to look the right way, to look at women, not as sex objects, as the way God wants us to. He created male and female. He didn't create, you know, uh, women to be used. 
or or uh, oh, boy. you know sexually abused. You know, when we marry, we love our spouse. We take care. It's like when you get a girlfriend, you take care of that girl. You're with that girl, right? You help that girl. You and you and you and your girl, I think, are the best couple. You guys have a good time. I I I think you're great together, man. You uh you really help Thank you, girl, brother. Kelly. And you guys are a great yes. couple. You have fun. That's Thank the way, you, brother. That's the way it should be, you know? I've done the wrong things. Forgive me. I, we're all human. Me too. We all make mistakes. But I've got I've to train my eyes, is, my, my yeah. mind. And, the good news is God forgives me, and I can start over tomorrow. Yes, he does. He loves Every day. He, yeah, yeah. He has compassion for all of us, you know? We don't see it, but yeah. he loves us. And... Brother, I love you and Stro and Ray and and Cappy you, and brother. you guys keep up the good work. Okay, God bless all of you. We'll, we'll, okay, we'll talk to you real soon, brother. Take care and uh, oh. take care of your flock. I will, brother. I will. Okay. Love you. All right. All right, Mike. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure Mike thinks that I'm some sort of a office worshiper. You basically told him that. You kind of did. I, I'm I'm pretty sure that he thinks I'm out with sacrificing goats or something. Well, I mean, I look at it this way. You told him you're going to hell. Uh, you make I, jokes about I, I sacrificing did. Did goats. You say you take I your did. father's I, name in vain. And you live in a, in, a, in, a, in a climate that's like 130 degrees year-round. You know, I, I just made, I made a picture of Kool-Aid during the commercial break. And I turned on the cold water. That's water that comes out of the pipe for cold. And it's hot. <laughs> like, I couldn't quite steep a cup of tea in it, but I mean, we're in the call park. <laughs> well, let's... Uh... My husband was 121 when I left it today. Oh, my God. Have you, you ever, like... like? Not like a child, but have you ever left anything important in a car and had it melt? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do one better for you. When I first moved, to <laughs> I left a child in this, the car. No. <laughs> Sorry, you when went. I first moved, to I shouldn't this, joke about that. I, I have a story roughly related to that. But first, oh God. when I first moved out here, um, I went grocery shopping and I didn't think like you shouldn't leave this soda in the car. Oh and no! Came back out. And it exploded. The entire case of RC had exploded all over the. I'm sure. Place. I'm and sure. It was so hot that I just had out to hell with it. Well, you would think it would be the other way around. It. Yeah. And I left it for months. I just drove around, and the back of my car was sticky if someone got into it. Tell me you had fire ants in there by the end. I did not. I did okay. not. Um, no, I. we didn't really have like fire ants. Pit. actually don't live. Fire ants really don't live out here. And then I committed oh. an ant holocaust at one point. Sorry, Dr. Nye. Um, I'm just playing. <laughs> so I found, so when, I was, when I was gallivanting about the country, we talked about leaving children in the car. Yeah, not a good idea. You want to leave no, your cell no, phone or something. You want to leave your cell phone or something important in the back so that you don't forget them. 
That's right. So I was I stopped in El Paso, Texas, which is not a pleasant place to stop. Oh, I just picture the Guerreros um, all walking around. That's pretty much what it is. And you know, it's a hundred in hell outside. Mm-hmm. And I, I parked my car to get my bearings uh, as far as like, like a restaurant to eat at. at. There was a mall. And I, first of all, I could not believe that one of those still existed, but there I was. And I went in and I went into the bathroom and I'm not kidding you. In the bathroom, on the mirror, is like an official sign that said, let's pull up the picture, hot temps equal hotter cars, leave anything behind. If you have already made it to the mall bathroom, I have bad news about the state of your child. They're not alive. Oh, my God. They're just, they're no. just not alive anymore. Yes, That's scary. Yes. Hotter tents equal hotter cars. Leave anything behind. Yeah, of course. Oh, my God. You, That's you, horrible, You left though. it behind at that stage. Yeah. You're not... You're not like you're not gonna run back out and like rescue Junior. Oh my God, they're gone. Let's um, let's go. We're gonna bring on. I think this is Steve. What's going on, Steve? How you doing, brother? Hey, we few, we happy few, we band of brothers. For you today, that sheds his blood with me. I'm doing good. What was that? That was Shakespeare. That's Christmas. Oh, Shakespeare. Okay. I'm not a huge Shakespeare guy. Uh, my my girlfriend loves Shakespeare. We we actually went to see a Shakespeare performance. They do one every year in a park outside in Philadelphia. We went on Friday. It was it was a lot of fun. But you know, unless I'm reading the synopsis, I have no idea what's going on. Uh, Mike, uh, I told a crow earlier uh, to ask Mike about. The book question. Uh, if he if if he if you ask him again, uh, let me know. I was the one that inquired about it. Quite, oh, with Mike? Yeah. Oh, you're friends with Mike now on Facebook? No, we, we aren't. But I was just curious. Yeah, my favorite Bible book was um, this coloring book that I had when I was like eight or nine, and it had all the Bible stories and you could color I, them. I went through the whole thing in like, I probably about like, five or uh, six months. Certain sections, well, like, I remember. Like, you see, like Genesis or Exodus, yeah. Revelations, that type of thing. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Okay. So my favorite would probably, I, I never read Revelations. I'd imagine that's the most fun, but um, probably. Not as much as you think. Yeah. I like, I don't know. I like Genesis <laughs> and Exodus a lot. I, I like the whole right. like, Trapped in the desert trying to get away, and God's like, here, I'm going to throw poop from the sky down on you guys, and like, then he'll get distracted yeah, and he can leave. I like that kind of stuff. The pl- yeah, the plague. So my favorite the, books, Bible books, yeah, go ahead, there were, so there was the coloring book that you liked, but I remember there were two, there were two of them, and they were called uh, Rupert and Reginald, and they were like Bible versions of Where's Waldo. Nice. And... 
Yes, and I greatly enjoyed both of those. As far as like an actual book, maybe um, I mean, Genesis is cool, just for the history of it. Um, I like Jude. Uh, that's right before Revelations, and purely for the name, Haggy, H-A-G-G-I. I'm not familiar. Let me ask you, um, the Where's Waldo one, what was that called again? It was, it was called Rupert and Reginald. Rupert and Reginald. Okay, I'm going to look into that. Yeah, they were They were like... Like, I kind of want them again now. That's a part of my childhood. Yeah. No, it's kind of like um, when I wanted, like, a Nintendo, and my parents were like, you have to get rid of your Atari 2600 in order to get an, an NES. And I was like, I was young, so I said, okay, but it's a decision that would haunt me for the rest of my life. Because I help my parents clean out their attic, and I know the extent to which they keep everything that they've ever touched. But the fact that I had to get rid of this 2600 gaming system with all these cartridges that would have fit in essentially a shoebox sickens me to my core. Sickens me. I have a similar feeling. We we got rid of our Super Nintendo, and that decision haunted me until the Super Nintendo Classic came out, and I was then happy to spend the $79.99 plus state and local taxes yeah. to to purchase another one, although it did not have Donkey Kong Country 2 on it, which was infuriating on a level that I can't even begin to describe. Oh, yeah. No, I, I missed out on a lot of the games that I used to love. Sorry, Steve, I did cut you off there. Sorry about that. No, I was there. I was just listening. Um, I guess. Uh, what else can you do? Uh, just roll with it. I guess. Gen- I guess Genesis was a good uh, book because uh, Pro Wrestling Noah is where they they got their name from as uh, Genesis. So, and also the band. Oh yeah. But, um, is that what that's named off of? I guess it is. Because uh, I guess they because the way they left uh, all Japan, Masawa did. I got you. But, Two um, of a kind. Uh, yeah. I was watching male uh, and female. I was, I was watching Noah on Sunday, and uh, it was pretty good. Uh, Sakuraba and uh, Marfuji was the main event. So the nice. Title, Sakuraba, the great nice. Sakuraba, so that was cool. I'll have to check that out. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I, I um. What do you think? Um. Since since most fans are interested in American wrestling, uh, we were talking earlier about uh, Bray Wyatt. Um, it kind of hit me today that three out of the four Wyatt family members are now free agents. Do you think that's something that we could maybe see kind of happen in Japan now? I think it could probably uh, happen in Impact or uh, New Japan USA because uh, Japan, I don't know... Uh, how often they're taking gaijins, but I'm sure their gaijins still being used, but um, I think that'd be more like an AEW Impact uh, group, but I could, you know, I could see Bray working New Japan USA in uh, California. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Good um, point. You know, New Japan does, New Japan is uh, fashion heavy, 
So maybe the USA mm-hmm. uh, territory can probably use factions. Gotcha. Trying to see what else. Uh, what do you guys think about doing some uh, quick hits, maybe, and we'll try and get out of here? How's that sound? I think that sounds good. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying not to go too long, Steve, because, uh, you know, mm-hmm. those midnight sessions are grueling, and honestly, at some point, people just don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to see what would be a good quick hit here. Did you guys see? I thought this was funny. So John Cena, um, I guess he's in that Marvel movie. Um is it the Suicide Squad, I think? Yeah. So John Cena... I think it's D- uh, it DC, actually. DC? I, I, I apologize. You're right, yeah, because it's like the Batman universe. Um, so John Cena, <laughs> he's at the uh, movie premiere for, for the Suicide Squad, and he's dressed like the Peacemaker. And who should show up while John is in his superhero costume... To shake his hand, and and Cena looks so weirded out. Did you guys see this? It's hilarious. Miro, Miro Rusev comes up to John Cena at the premiere, and Cena looks so weirded out. Like they shook hands and talked for a minute, and then Cena's like, "All right, I gotta go," and he like left. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. <laughs> well, you know, John's gotta hurry up and get back under Xi Jinping's porch. <laughs> So that's that's real nice for him. That was up there with that time when John Cena was doing like the uh, the, the the TNT thing, and like Shaq was interviewing him, and, and he he asked Cena if he saw his match on AEW, and Cena's like, "No, but I'm a very busy man. I'm sure it was great." <laughs> Tremendous stuff. Tremendous stuff. Uh, how about this one? So Adam Cole apparently his contract is up. Toward the end of the mm-hmm. month, a little bit after SummerSlam. I remember this happened a couple of years ago, and people thought he was signed through 2024, but apparently it's coming up. Do you think there's a chance that Adam Cole might actually consider jumping to the main roster of another company other than WWE at this point? Should be. I mean, his girlfriend I mean, is one champion over better. there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Rose better position to answer that than me at this point. But I mean, I suppose I don't see why not. It's a it's a toss up. I, I don't expect going, him yeah, to. Yeah, either way. I don't expect him to. Um, uh, having you know, kind of being. I mean, I I I know the guy. You know, and like I I, I know it was really important for him to get to WWE. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I would think. If he le- unless something happened. Now, if something happened, if there's a reason why he hasn't jumped to the main roster, if there's a reason why he's led to believe that he'll be less than successful if he leaves NXT, then I can see it happen. That's the qualifier. I haven't talked to him in the last, I'm going to say, at least year. But that was a huge bucket list thing for him to make it onto the main roster of WWE. So unless he has a reason to believe that that would be less than successful... I would be surprised if he left. I, I mean, look at Carrying Cross. Yeah, what do you think? Look at Carrying. Look at look at Carrying Cross. He's like he's like the typical WWE superstar you want, and he's been fifty fifty booking so far. I don't yeah. I don't know well, how I they think treat gonna, Adam Cole. 
I, I think they're going to change course on that. I really do. I, I think Karrion uh, Cross, for some reason, they took Scarlet away. And uh, yeah. I, I, I think he needs a mouthpiece. He needs a bar. He doesn't need Paul Heyman, but he needs somebody that's going to make him an attraction. And he needs to go in there, and he needs to get that, uh, what would it be, like Snitsky, or um, who was that other guy that got fired like a year or two ago for like the homophobic stuff? Like They need that they need to turn him into that, you know? And when they do that, that's what they did in NXT, and it worked great. Um, it's just a matter of time, I think. But, yeah, no, a terrible execution in the beginning. And uh, there's part of me that's just worried with how small Adam Cole is that he's uh, – I think Road Dog said something similar. Like, if, he, if it wasn't for his size, he'd be universal champion is what he said. Probably. Stro, what do you think about that? Adam Cole, you think he'll stay with WWE? Um, I, I believe he will just because of the fact that they've invested a lot in him, the NXT yeah. brand, and and, and, and the, he has a lot of supporters uh, within WWE. So um, I, I think he'll try to work things out. But, I mean, uh, when the day comes when he goes to AEW, he, he has a great option there. For sure, I can see him doing very well in AEW as well. So, yeah, it's pretty much up to him. But I think WWE is going to want to keep him around. Well, he has a talent, so realistically, both sides should be fighting for him, and whoever gets him would be really lucky. That's what I would think. Right. Uh, what do you guys think about uh, Reginald changing his name, twenty four seven champion? Uh, I thought you couldn't shorten it beyond the first name, but they did. He's Reggie now. He's officially oh, Reggie. I, I... He looks more like a Reginald thought, to me. I, I thought it was parkour Virgil. I didn't know it was a uh, Reginald. No, I'm kidding. But he's, um, he's I'm really I'm apathetic towards Reggie. Sounds like a neighbor. Uh, he's he, he's very acrobatic, but I'm just I don't really care. Uh, but I thought the Tazawa Ninja thing was cringe. Okay. How about uh, I, WWE? I think he's the wrong profession. I think he just should be able to dance with the stars. That guy can move. I Yeah, yeah and, and I love that they brought back the Sin Cara trampoline for him. <laughs> right. When he did that, I was like, holy, because I was like watching it, and I was like half asleep, and I'm like, wait, did I just imagine that? You know, I, I, I had to go back. Like, I woke up, and I went back and rewounded it, because I I I dreamt that he ran to the ring, and then he did a flip and landed in the ring. And he did. The last time that happened, Stro, where I imagined I something to... and, I, and I was half asleep and I thought I slept, I thought I dreamed it, was John Cena with the spinner belt when he had the spinner belt. They showed him on a logo and the belt spin, and I'm half asleep, and I'm like, wait, I rewound it, and that really happened. Reggie really You're jumped in the ring and that. did a – yeah. You're not counting um, sheep or counting – you're counting Reggie's jumping. Kind of. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, uh, Steve. Before we let you go, I got to ask you. So AEW rumored two huge signings last week. We we talked about it on the show, but you weren't here. Who do you think is going to have the bigger impact in AEW? Brian Danielson or uh, Philip Punk? Uh, I think it's hard to say. Uh, we haven't seen CM Punk in so long, so I think more people might either miss him or hate him because he's very polarizing, but. Um, Brian, um, you know, he was just fresh off the Roman Reigns, uh, 
and Ed's match. Uh, yeah, off the Roman Reigns match. Uh, I think Brian will have better matches. I think Punk will bet will have better uh, promos, and I think Punk could probably transition to commentary if he uh, chooses to. Um, just depends, but I, I'm really uh, looking forward to uh, what Punk and Brian do uh, pretty soon. I'm sure they'll either challenge Miro or Omega at some point. Or And uh, also, uh, since we're on AEW, I really like that Lance Archer uh, got the, the IWGP U.S. Championship from Moxley. That, that was a pretty uh, cool uh, title win for, moment for him. Really big fan he had some really good matches for that title on um on AEW lately. And, so. and looking forward I'll to give him uh, credit. Tanahashi. Looking forward to Tanahashi coming in, and I'd love to see a Tanahashi doing a yeah. Bryan match. That bad, crazy. Which is what he wanted for sure. Uh, I do agree with you. I think CM Punk. See, here's the thing: in WWE, you don't really go unchecked. And part of the reason CM Punk was so popular was because he. He was one of the few guys that they kind of let kind of say and do what he wanted. Uh, but in AEW, in a land where everybody kind of goes unchecked, there's not like that voice kind of telling you what to do and how to do it. And it's not so restrictive. Um, I wonder if that won't be too much for CM Punk. I think Daniel Bryan's going to have a much bigger kind of future with AEW, despite his age, just because of the fact that um, – he's so used to that kind of an environment and knowing what works and doesn't work. And, and he never really stopped. I mean, even when he was retired yeah. for a little bit, he was still going in he, some capacity. I think creatively he's at the top. I think he's still probably top five wrestlers in the world. I, I still continue to think that to this day. And uh, I, oh, I yeah. think he's going to be the one long-term that that company is going to be building around Yeah, Punk has, for at least Punk a couple more years. A- Punk might have a ring rust factor that Brian does not have because he's so yes. uh, fresh off work. And, yeah. But um, also, a uh, quick question. Uh, how was the Super 8? I, I saw that Eric uh, won that, and I'm really glad to see that uh, she was able to win that. Well, Erica didn't win it. Uh, no, actually, Megan Bean won what? it. Oh, uh, okay. Erica, Erica was being silly. She said that she won the Pooper oh, 8. okay. Yeah, so she I didn't actually win it. Meg, yeah, Megan Bain won it. Uh, you you could probably catch her okay. on, like, AEW, like, Dynamite and Dark. She does this, like, this, like, Greek goddess kind of thing, and it was amazing. I actually forgot to mention the Super 8. It was a great show. It really was top to bottom. Um, I got to do commentary the, with... Uh, I was looking at the results from the previous ones on uh, Wikipedia, and they haven't updated mm-hmm. the uh, recent one yet. Uh, I mean, it was a great show. So Megan Bain won. She beat uh, Ashley D'Ambois in the uh, in the final. Um, it was a very good tournament. Like I said, all the women I, I felt really stepped up. There wasn't like a like a weak match on the show. I don't think you know uh, Wheeler Yuta was there, which was pretty cool. Uh, that guy's really got a lot of momentum going. And uh, I did commentary with a very good professional wrestler who a lot of people know as Dasher Hatfield. So uh, you can't go there. Just, just a great show, top to bottom. I'll uh yeah if you if you missed it you can check it out on IWTV it's part of the standard subscription right. so just check it out definitely check it out uh, I haven't gotten a copy yet but I'll make sure to uh kind of chop up some stuff from it when I do so um yeah so that was a lot of fun 
And uh, Steve, we are going to let you go, but thank you for the call, brother. It's a pleasure as always. Bro, um, uh, if anybody's interested in uh, Japanese wrestling, check out Wrestling Universe. Uh, Pro Wrestling Noah's on there. But uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. All right, thank you. And uh, all right, there we go. Having some kind of browser trouble there, Ray. It, studio closed on me. That'll happen. It does happen, especially with the. Uh, our provider. You've noticed that too, huh? Yeah. And we're one of the lucky shows. Sometimes people just like let it derail them, but not us. I thrive in chaos. You are chaos. <laughs> I'm Mr. Chaos. K-A-O-S. Well, Brady, let's, what do you say we stick this puppy under the tree and go to bed? I would love to, but I can't open the browser to close the show. <laughs> so, if you can hang with me, I can't play a commercial. I can't. I can't. Just give me one second here. Why don't you guys talk about something fun? Talk about, how about Miro, man, going up to John Cena? How funny is that? I thought that was hilarious. The video, I, it was really funny. Because it was like Cena wanted nothing to do with it. See, every time Cena is left to exist on his own without like professional entertainment handlers, he proves himself to just be an unlikable tool at every turn. And I cannot tell you how much that amuses me. It's funny. It really is funny. John, (laughs) we just need you to act like a human during this segment, and you have managed to screw it up. Excellent. Thank you. Oh, Ray, I know what I want to play for you. Oh, did you did you catch the Roman Reigns, the missionary thing? The missionary position? No. Oh, my goodness. It was so good. Oh, oh hopefully this is coming back up now. Here we go. <laughs> he said he said that John Cena was like the missionary position. Like it's always the same thing over and over and over again. And this was on SmackDown. And, of course, they edited it off the feed. And uh, it was just amazing. It was, it was absolutely amazing. Let me play this for you, and then we can uh, get out of here. Sorry, guys. My hair, and he put on a nostalgia act. It's the same thing. He, he came out here, the same music, the same entrance, the same run to the ring, the same outfit, the same promo, the same insults. If I wanted that, all I had to do was search online for 2005 John Cena. It's the same thing over and over and over. It's like missionary position every single night. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah. But damn... Yeah, and then they edited it out, and then of course John Cena addressed it this week, so uh, he's going to keep it going. It was great. The whole thing was great. Uh, 
Rapidly, we got to get out of here, but I saw you're on the line, brother. Uh, sorry, man. It's uh, it's closing time at the bar. Uh, I, I know, I know. I just want to, I just want to graduate. Nikki Cross being being a new WWE Raw champion. I love it. Yeah, that was exciting a couple weeks ago. Yep, yep, yep. You know, I called the shot before she even won it. Thanks for calling, Rapley. And uh, by the way, congratulations to your parents on the new puppy. I know that was a tough loss, so. I know it's adorable. Good. And I just want to call up maybe next week. I call in earlier because call in I'm earlier always I'm always a superhero. Take care, brother. I'm I love you. And congratulations to William Regal for being the king of the ring. You know, we're just working on the way here. There's a. <laughs> There's an Instagram handle, and it's called NFL News Too Late. And it's all like they just keep doing, like, breaking news, and they'll announce things that happened, like, five years ago. And it's amazing. It's amazing. All right. So let's get out of here. No I, I've, been, I've been teasing okay. it for a while. Uh, Stro, what do you got going on, man? Uh, Thursday night, WCW Retro, 19 Eastern Standard Time on com discussing... Wrestling's funniest moment, so please call in. Uh, and then Friday night, uh, Stroh Zone at Midnight Eastern Standard Time at Facebook.com slash Show the Maestro. Uh, the feature will be the blob from the 50s, so please tune in. And also, oh, guys, they're listening. Also, Saturday, I will be a special guest at the Greenville, North Carolina Comic Con at the Greenville Convention Center. I think it's from 10, to 5, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So come out and see me, you guys, from the Greenville, North Carolina area. And for more info, go to Greensville uh, NC Comic Con on Facebook. All right, and from my end, thank you to everybody who checked out the ECWA Women's Super 8 Tournament this past Saturday in Paulsboro, New Jersey. Great time. Be sure to check out the archive on IWTV. And uh, thank you to everybody who called in tonight. Thank you to the best casting crew I could ever ask for here on In the Room. Kathy, Stroh, Derek, Matt, Ray, uh, all you guys are just amazing. You just make the uh, night just fly by. So much fun. Truly the highlight of the week. Uh, everybody, take care. Be good to each other. Check out all the other great stuff on VOCNation.com, and we'll talk to you real soon. Love you all. Bye-bye. <laughs>